Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm happy to have Jessica Patching Bunch back as my guest today. Jessica is a stress resilience coach on a mission to provide practical approaches to understanding and managing stress. After working in neurodevelopmental research, she realized she wanted to let her knowledge of the brain and brain-body connection serve more than the small circle she could reach in academia. She has struggled with stress-related illness most of her life. This inspired her to address a real gap in accessible alternative mind care and wellness education for women, creating a new space in personal empowerment. As she likes to say, I teach practical ways to manage stress so you can get out of your own way and create your best life. Welcome, Jessica, and thank you so much for joining me once again to talk about your work and share some great stress-relieving techniques with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me again. So what I am going to do, since it is your knowledge and techniques that you're sharing today is throw the floor over to you and let you get right into the exercises and techniques you want to share with us to relieve some of that stress that I know we all experience. Sounds great. So the first thing that I'm going to touch on is our breath. This is always my kind of anchor activity. It is the first thing that I recommend people look at because it is a renewable tool. It is always available and at no cost to you (laughs) because you are breathing all of the time. But because our autonomic system takes care of our breath and we don't have to consciously think about it every moment, we often don't think about it until we are out of breath or it feels hard to breathe of some kind. And then our attention goes to our breath. But if we are intentional about the way that we're breathing, that is our direct line of communication, our direct access to our autonomic nervous system, which is the part of our nervous system that controls, there there are two sides, the sympathetic nervous system and then the parasympathetic branch. And that, that those Two systems take us into stress and kind of bring us out of stress and into a relaxed state. And if we are stuck in more of a sympathetic state, a lot of time that has to do with our breath and we then can mitigate the the effects of that using our breath intentionally. So the first technique that I'm going to talk about is really simple because when we're talking about being stressed and overwhelmed and frustrated or anxious, the last thing we need to do is have something complicated that we're trying to work with. So these are all going to be very simple. And I like to remind people that an effective intervention does not have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be layers of of complexity. Um, The fundamentals and the basics are a fantastic foundation. So the first we are just going to slow our breathing and take 
our focus and attention and place it on our breath and take it deeper into your body and slow it down. A lot of the time we are over breathing. We're breathing too frequently and I'm not going to get too much into the weeds here, but what this does is it, it releases too much of the CO2 that we need in our body. And that means that there is high stress, low relaxation and low ability to focus. It also means that these lower levels of CO2 increase the excitability of the nervous system. So we are just going to slow the breathing down, pay attention to how it feels as it enters the nose and as it hits the back of your throat. And then as you feel it go down through your chest and into your abdomen. And a six count is generally a good kind of rule. Six breaths per minute um, is kind of the ideal pace of breathing. And I, I, it's easier to give people a, a number to count to, but then we deal with how fast are we counting and um, and the real issue is the volume of air that we're taking in. And so the counting can be useful, but that is not, that's not the focus. That's slowing and deepening of the breath. And remember, deep breaths don't necessarily mean large amounts of air filling your, your lungs with air, but taking it deeper into the diaphragm. So that is where I always start. It is amazing how when we just pay attention to our breath, what it can do for us. So then I guess the, the, the next step I would go into would be still with the breathing, but kind of manipulating the inhale and exhale a little bit where like a four, eight count is it's kind of a standard. Um, our inhale is connected to our sympathetic nervous system and our exhale is connected to parasympathetic system. So if we elongate the breath on the exhale and pay more attention to our exhale, then we are actually engaging with our parasympathetic system, which is helping us to rest and digest and calm and relax and kind of bring those systems, the sympathetic and parasympathetic system back into balance. And I know that a lot of us pay a lot more attention to that inhale because we're concerned about getting our breath and feeling like we need, we need that oxygen in, but that exhale is, is actually the more important one. And that is the one that's going to help us in these situations where we need to have a little bit more, um, more of that parasympathetic activity and calm ourselves down and give ourselves just that space to pause and then think about what is my next um, what is my next step? Where do I go from here? What, what action is needed next? It helps us to actually, if we're engaging our attention and focus, and then with that parasympathetic engagement, we're able to get our frontal lobe back online, which is helping us to make rational decisions and plan and prioritize and empathize and all of these kind of higher level thinking skills that we need to navigate these, these, um, I mean, our daily lives. And we're in these elevated states. We don't, we don't have access to that part of our brain. 
That's very interesting. I just want to make a little side comment because so many of us do that just instinctively when we're aggravated or stressed or frustrated about something, we will sigh and Mm -hmm. right. We'll sigh and we'll just let that air just out all of a sudden. And so it's that exhale, that release of air that seems to our bodies are just telling us naturally, this is, this is how you're going to calm yourself. This is how you're going to release that aggravation, that stress, whatever it is that's, that's bothering you. So it was interesting to hear you say that, that the exhale is actually more important than the inhale. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually really, that's a fantastic point. Um, a good thing to pay attention to is how, if you are sighing really frequently throughout the day, try to do it through your nose. A lot of us let out this big <sighs> kind of through our mouth. And again, that's letting off all of that CO2 that we need to, to actually deliver the oxygen and, and do all of the, all of the other you know internal functions. And what that's doing is leaving our, our nervous system in more of an excitatory state And then that can have a greater effect and cause a bigger reaction by the nervous system, which then kind of is a feedback with the the, the breath and the excitement and the breath and the excitement. And then that's where we have the high stress, the low relaxation, the low ability to focus. And so again, our power, our our breathing is just this power switch to, to that autonomic nervous system. And that, communicates with and affects every internal organ we have telling our organs when to turn on, when to turn off and how to affect our mood and attitude. So again, just paying attention to how we are breathing is just so amazing. And some, another technique that I know you've mentioned before when we've had other conversations um, is the vagus nerve stimulation talking about the parasympathetic system mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the that technique and I think it's called a butterfly hug correct um, yeah. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about that yeah so that's actually um, next on my list and this one is so fantastic because again it is so simple and it's just a tool that you have always available to you in yourself. And so for this one, you just cross uh, right arm to left shoulder, left arm to to right shoulder. And then you go just to where you touch your neck above your shoulders there. And just being able to kind of tap softly on either side helps to stimulate your vagus nerve there. And your vagus nerve is in communication with that parasympathetic nervous system. And there are, I mean, it gets, it gets really complex with kind of the polyvagal theory and, and socialization and all of that. But ultimately your vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve reaching into all of your body down into your internal organs. And most of the information that is running through that nerve is going from your body back to your brain about how you're feeling about your state of being and what kind of responses, internal responses are needed. And so if you are able to access that, which we are through the breath and then um, this fantastic kind of butterfly hug, just light taps on the other side of your, of your neck there. And I always pair this again with those slow, deep breaths Um, but 
you're able to activate that vagus nerve and send that those sympathetic tones or um, parasympathetic tones, getting your body kind of sending the message that it's okay to calm down. It's okay to be in a relaxed state. And the other thing about this particular intervention that is so fantastic is that you are using both sides, both hemispheres of your brain when you are, are crossing over hand over hand and using both of your hands at the same time, because our, our motor cortex, the part of our brain that controls our, our function, our body functions, the left hemisphere controls the right side of the body and the right hemisphere controls the left side of the body. And so with that contralateral motor control, that whole brain stimulation takes a little bit more focus and, and attention, intentional focus and attention. And so then with that, again, we are getting that frontal lobe back online. And when we're in these heightened states of, of anxiety and fear and overwhelm, we're functioning in a, in a high limbic state and then it almost hijacks control of the part of your brain that helps you to think rationally and make decisions and, and kind of think outside of the, what, what is right in front of you. So that one is, is also one of my, one of my favorite kind of go-tos because again, it's, it's just always there for you. If you need it, you don't have to go anywhere for it. It never runs out. <laughs> it's fantastic. Absolutely. And I'm, you actually provided me a list of the exercises you were going to discuss. And the next one on the list sounds really interesting. Pogo jumps. Okay. Now, now I, I, I don't do pogo stick. So, so (laughs) tell me, tell me that this is just a, you know, some sort of a moniker, you know, some kind of a, of a, of an analogy (laughs) and I don't really have to be on a pogo stick. Well, there's no pogo stick, so we're safe. <laughs> I just call, that's what I call just like um, two feet together, jumping up and down, um, rebounding or pogo jumps or just bounce jumps. Um, and this one is not so much in, in the moment if you're having high anxiety or high stress. So you'll do the pogo jumps. I usually have, like my clients do... 50 to hundred, or just maybe a minute of, of the jumps. And then what you're doing with that is you are elevating, uh, your, your heart rate and you are getting that blood pumping and you are inducing a little bit of stress and engaging that sympathetic system. And then directly after that, we use even breathing. So a count of five, a slow count of five in, and then a slow count of five out to help bring that parasympathetic system back online and help balance. So what you're doing with this is inducing a little bit of stress and then managing that stress immediately. The worst thing for your brain and nervous system is lack of control and uncertainty. And that is why so many of these stressful, stressful situations affect us so greatly, but with exercise, Uh, physical exercise and movement, you are inducing a little bit of that stress, but you are in control and there isn't any uncertainty because you are managing this whole event. And so that's a way to, to kind of prime your system for this stress response and then manage it 
in a very controlled situation so that you're practicing the, the response that you want to have in an outside situation. With that being said, when we are full of stress, the best way to move it is movement of our body. You have to speak the body's language, which is movement. And so those pogo jumps, jumping up and down, or even you know some jumping jacks might be a good way to release a little bit of that stress um, before you start the breathing. I agree with you because I know that when I go to the gym or when I'm, you know, going for a strenuous hike or when you, when I'm going to be exerting myself on the way there, I'm not always in the best mood or I'm tired or I had to get up really early and I'm unhappy about that, whatever it is. And I know that on the way there, I'm just thinking, oh, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this, you know, but then once I'm there and once I'm moving and once I'm challenging my body a little bit and, and just, just getting, getting some movement going, as you say, afterwards, I feel so much better, so much better. Just the, just the, the endorphins and everything else that, that are released into the system through that movement or exercise or walking or whatever it is that you do just helps so much in terms of releasing the stress and the tension and clearing the head and all of that. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent. These have been very, very helpful and wonderful techniques that you shared here today. And before I let you go, I'm definitely going to ask you if there is anything else that we haven't covered that you want to make sure that people take away from this particular conversation. And also how can people reach you if they have questions and if they want to know more? The thing that I want people to know the most out of this conversation, I hope that these exercises are helpful, but the big takeaway that I want people to know is that your brain is not, and your nervous system are not fixed entities. They are malleable. They are plastic and they are always, always changing according to the information that we are providing And so you can do something to change your state of being. You can do something to change, you know, when you, when we're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and anxious and all of these things, I think we have an idea that like, Oh, you know, we get kind of stuck in the, in these labels that I have anxiety and I have, you know, these uh, other, other responses that are actually natural in the body. So there's nothing wrong with you. And there is a way that you can take part in managing these things. That's my, that's my big, that's, that's what I want everyone to really understand. Um, and if you would like to know more about where, where to find me, I can be reached at um, jpb at brain-bodyresilience.com. And that's my email or at www.brain-bodyresilience. And that's my website. All right. And that's www.brain-bodyresilience.com. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure. Yes. Thank you. And the email again is your initials, 
um, jpb at brain-bodyresilience.com. Yes. yes. Okay, great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for your time and for giving us some wonderful tips and information today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a pleasure. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, www.autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.